0: Hey there, I'm Sarah K. Hoffman, a holistic health coach and chief gutsy of gutsygirl.com. I went from bloated, gassy, and infertile to living my best life with a strong microbiome and a very full house. On this show, no topic is too stinky to discuss and everything can be broken down into practical, digestible takeaways. So grab a cup of bone broth, veggie broth, or a soothing golden latte if you prefer, and come along as I show you how the number two might just be your new number one. Hello. Thank you for joining me for episode 48 of the Agutsy Girl podcast. I am Sarah K. Hoffman, a.k.a. A Gutsy Girl, your host for this show, author of The Leaky Gut Meal Plan and A Gutsy Girl's Bible, A 21-Day Approach to Healing the Gut, creator of the digital course, Gut Healing for Beginners, and last but certainly not least, Chief Gutsy over at agutsygirl.com. On today's episode, we are digging into more on the gut-skin axis. We will discuss everything from rosacea to general acne and perial This is a topic near and dear to my heart, as I was able to witness and experience firsthand the negative ramifications of skin manifestations when in gut misery. I'll tell you, in hindsight, it was 100% connected to what was going on in my gut. We don't talk about any specific skincare products in the episode, though we do talk about skincare quite a bit. So I wanted to quickly share my three favorite current brands. Number one is Beauty Counter. I've used and loved their products for years now. I have written about them a ton on my website. The Resurfacing Peel and Counter Plus Lotus Glow Cleansing Balm are my favorite skincare items. I also use a ton of their makeup, you know, in a very basic way because I'm not huge into makeup. I'm called Sarah Plain and Short for a reason. Anyways, if you want to check out Beauty Counter, you can shop with me at beautycounter.com backslash Sarah Hoffman. If you're new to the brand and enter your email, you'll get an instant savings. Number two is Mad Hippie. I am obsessed with Mad Hippie. This is probably my latest and greatest find. Although it's not a new company, I am just super behind on being in the know with all things skincare. Anyways, I have a Grove membership and had been hearing about Mad Hippie for quite some time. So, when I saw that Grove had their facial cream cleanser and also vitamin C serum, I happily tried and I will confirm. Love, love, love. I'll be trying more soon. I'll leave my Grove link in the show notes. So, if you want to try the service and get some mad hippie for yourself, you'll also get a free gift. And last but certainly not least is Primally Pure. Also an incredibly awesome skincare line. I have used and loved their deodorant. I know it's not skincare, but I just wanted to share that. If you prefer an oil for skin cleansing, they have the best cleansing oil. You can use my code girl 10 at checkout to save 10% off your entire first purchase. For more skincare companies and options, you can also check out episode 5, Toxic Beauty with Beth Walker. Now here is more on today's guest. Lori Ward, a licensed esthetician, skincare formulator, and integrative health practitioner is empowering teens and adults who have been failed by conventional medicine to beat chronic acne and sneaky underlying gut challenges. She specializes in acne and gut health and founded and formulated her own skincare line specifically for people struggling with chronic skin problems while using integrative, nutritional, and Ayurvedic lifestyle changes to heal internally. Frustrated with her own children's Accutane journey, Lori's story began when she joined her daughter in aesthetics school at age 42 and soon became fascinated at the connection between skin, gut, and the brain. For many who suffer from skin conditions, root causes are often silenced and ignored by traditional methods, which could be harming more than helping her approach is very different from the typical esthetician's path of working with chronic skin conditions. Her Instagram handle is at LWSkincare. You can find her via her website, www.lwskincare.com. You can also connect with her by email by emailing her directly at info at lwskincare.com. I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to the A Gutsy Girl podcast, Lori. Thanks so much, Sarah, for having me. This is going to be a super exciting. I mean, who really says that gut skin conversation is super exciting? I mean, it's not like we're talking about, I don't know, something that other people find to be far more interesting. But this community, we love conversations like this to try to Figure out ourselves and what's going on in our own lives. So, I am super excited that you were the person to be able to join me for this conversation today. So, let's just start, Lori. And I would love if you could share with the community all about yourself, who you are, what you do, and anything else that you think might be relevant for this conversation.
1: Thank you, Sarah. So, my name is Lori Ward, and I live in this cute little town called Rexburg, Idaho. I've raised my family here. And as I was raising children, uh, three out of my four kids had, I would say pretty bad acne. And I felt frustrated because when I grew up, I had a little bit of acne myself. But back then, like in the eighties, there wasn't much you could do outside of Oxy pads. I don't know if anyone remembers those, the little Oxy wipes. And you were just kind of left on your own because Accutane, I think it was just starting to make its debut. I'm not sure exactly when. So when we had acne back in the day, it's just you dealt with it and it is what it is. And then as I started having children, my kids became really frustrated with their skin and I didn't know what to do. And so I took them to the dermatologist and we just kind of went the route that they suggested, which was Accutane. During that process, it was really hard to watch my kids go through that. Their skin was really dry, cracked around their mouths. It wasn't a very fun experience. And then it would come back. And that was so frustrating. So no one had told me back then that skin was connected to your gut. Fast forward a couple more years, I go back to school at age 42 with my daughter, Riley, to go into aesthetics. And I just thought, oh, aesthetics will be fun because it will help me take care of myself. And I was always interested in taking care of yourself, taking care of your body. And I thought, oh, this will be perfect. So in school, which was a lot of fun with my daughter, uh, once we graduated, I was like, you know, I really want to know more about acne. I want to figure out what was really going on with my kids and their skin, and maybe I can help other moms with their kids. And so that's the point that it kind of led me further into skin and further into the research of acne and how it starts and why it starts I set it my practice we focus on acne I got pretty good at it but there was always certain clients that I just couldn't help no matter what products I gave them I was like I can't figure this out and it really bothered me and so I started digging even deeper and I read a book it was on gut health and the connection between skin gut And the brain. I thought, huh. So I started reading this, and it just kind of led me down this rabbit hole of gut health and how it's so connected. Then I started going back to school and learned more about dysbiosis in the gut, and even about kidneys and livers and stress health, and how that's all connected. And that's Where we started to really make a change. It wasn't just give a client skincare. It was asking the client, what's really going on? How did you get to this point? So now, when we're dealing with acne clients, we ask a lot of questions about skin and a heck of a lot of questions about what's going on internally. And it's really fascinating. And I'm almost obsessed about it and nobody else wants to talk about it <laughs> because you know you can really geek out about it and so that's why I thought oh this will be so fun with Sarah because finally I can geek out with somebody but you know I feel like if an esthetician isn't digging more into root causes we're really doing a disservice for our clients a real disservice because they are just so intertwined gut health and making sure that is my client pooping enough are they pooping every day and that surprises a lot of clients when we start jumping into questions like that because nobody's ever asked them that some clients get really embarrassed by me asking that but i mean we have to go there because it's all related skin health is a lifestyle It's all about lifestyle. It's about your connection with stress and leaky gut. I know you're an expert on that. And that's why I thought, oh, this will be so fun. But (laughs) gut health
0: is everything when you're trying to clear up acne and other skin conditions. Love it. Thank you for that intro. Do you remember what the name of the book was, the Gut Skin Brain book that you read? Oh, yes. It is Dr. Whitney Bow. And I think it's called, oh, it's
1: in my treatment room. I can't see it right now, but I think it's called Dirty Skin. I saw it in a spa magazine in the back as I was reading through it. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Hmm." And so I started there. That's what took me down the rabbit hole. And I've always been grateful to her. She's an amazing dermatologist that understood the connection.
0: I love that. Yeah, I actually have a whole post called Gut Skin Brain Connection. So I've never heard of that book. And I want to look it up. I'm sure someone else will want to look it up as well. Okay, so Lori, let's start off by talking a little bit about the gut skin connection. Why do so many people with gut issues have skin problems and vice versa? What have you found in your practice, in your research? Tell us what you know about that. What I have
1: found in my practice with my clients is the stomach and leaky gut, especially. And I know that your listeners are probably very familiar with that. But what I'm finding is that it's not just the gut. I mean, let's back up even a little bit more to stress. And when I'm asking my clients, are you under a lot of stress? Many of them will say, oh, I'm just fine. I'm totally fine. But what the problem is, is that They get so used to being under high stress for so long that they think that that's normal and it's not. And so, what it does is when a client is under stress, like even looking in the mirror and seeing your skin breaking out triggers emotional stress. So, then what happens is that stress goes down into the stomach. And it shuts off hydrochloric acid in the stomach. It slows it literally will slow digestion down and puts the stomach under stress. I have a really great diagram that I show my clients. It shows a healthy gut lining and a gut lining of someone that's under a lot of stresses. I guess I would say it's a not healthy visual. In a healthy individual, the little V lie in a lining of the intestines. The healthy VLI looks like shag carpet and it's flowing and it's absorbing nutrients. Those nutrients are able to go to the gut and where they need to go. But for someone who's under a lot of stress, what happens is that little VLI, that shag carpet, literally shrinks and shrivels and it's not flowing like it should. And then the junctions in the lining of the stomach will actually have little cracks or lesions in it. And then food particles, proteins, toxins from your food, they will go in between those little junctions and go into the bloodstream. And then that triggers an immune response. And for a lot of people, that can be acne, it can be mood issues, it can trigger ADHD, ADD, a lot of neurological things. And so when someone has Like, if they're eating gluten, which I find is really inflammatory for so many of my clients, when they're eating this gluten, it's going through the lining of the stomach and into their bloodstream. And if all the ingredients are just right, that's when a client will break out. A lot of people are not predispositioned for acne, but for my clients, they are predispositioned for acne. And when all the ingredients are right in the kitchen, that's when they'll start to break out. So if someone's got stomach issues, I'm always asking them their stress levels on a level of one to 10, 10 being the highest. What would you rate yourself every day? Because that is where we have to make the lifestyle changes is not only with what food they're eating, but how they're managing their stress. You're very familiar with inflammatory foods, foods that bother your stomach, foods that are going to cause flare-ups, but you know, I have to really go a step further and see what is stressing a client out because stress levels are everything. So we have to go into a lot of meditation practices, ways to reduce their stress, calming activities. You know, everyone is so stressed nowadays, everybody. It's not like stress is ever going to go away it's just reducing stress. So that is what I have really noticed with my clients is that connection between being stressed and breakouts, especially during hormonal times. And if a client isn't eating three meals a day, or if they're over-exercising, or if they're under-fueling their bodies, we're trying to figure that out. That's where we take that root cause approach that's a little out of the norm in my industry because in the aesthetic industry it's just give somebody give them a cleanser give them a serum and off they go that will work for a lot of people but for so many they need so much more they want to know why am i breaking out and so for us we really go to the root cause and sure enough once they start reducing their stress once they start making healthier food choices and knowing which foods are bothering their stomach and foods that they need to avoid, sure enough, their skin starts to clear. For them, it's like that aha moment of, oh my goodness, I didn't know that that was all connected. And skincare is really important in helping to clear acne, but it's not the only thing. And that's where it gets missed a lot, especially with dermatologists and other estheticians is you've got to go further. You've got to go Deeper. Do you really want to clear up the skin condition? Let's
0: find the root cause. Let's take care of that. Exactly. Thank you for all of that. People have to wait almost until they get that aha. They make a few of these changes and they see that their skin is starting to heal. That mean, it happened to me when I had perial dermatitis. So awful. And then you start to have these aha moments like, wow, as soon as my gut healed, that went away. That's not a coincidence, by the way, that happened to me. That's what happens to everybody. So, okay. So speaking of period dermatitis, I want to talk about some specific conditions that I know this community deals with. For each of these, I'd love if you could expand more upon the specific condition and then also let us know if there's any specific gut problems typically that you see coexist. Okay, so let's start with rosacea because rosacea is a huge one in this community. So let us know what is rosacea and what do you typically find coexists with it? For
1: rosacea, if anyone hasn't experienced this, some of the common symptoms of that is like blushing in the cheeks or flushing. A lot of times you can see little visible blood vessels On the surface, and for a lot of people, it comes with little pus filled bumps. That can be a really frustrating one. Some of the root causes of that can be fungus, which nobody really thinks about or talks about. Fungus, it can even be a sign of parasites. The best thing to do for a lot of the skin conditions is to test. It doesn't matter which one it is. It's always to, instead of guessing, to test. There's a lot of food tests that you can take out there. I know you've talked about that. We can get into hair testing later if you would like. But again, with all of these skin conditions that we were going to run through, it's always the gut. It's not just what it looks like on the outside, it's what's going on the inside. And So much of it is stress related. Stress triggers these things and it goes right down into the stomach, right down into that intestinal lining. It seems, and I'm not kidding about this, it's not if somebody has leaky gut, it's to what degree each person has this. And so, with rosacea, could be fungus, could be a fungal issue, could be leaky gut. And what really helps with rosacea and all of the skin conditions is clearing up that diet, really getting them on an anti-inflammatory diet, nutritious foods, kicking the junk food out of the house. In fact, don't even buy it. Don't bring it home. And you'll see a lot of these skin conditions improve. You had talked about perioral dermatitis. I've seen a lot of that come through the clinic and it looks like A skin rash with bumps and blisters. You can have red, scaly skin. A lot of it is around the mouth and the nostrils. I don't know where you had it exactly, but a familiar pattern is right around the mouth. That is another fungal issue. There's also eczema. We see a lot of eczema. Again, red, dry, itchy patches. It can be thick, cracked skin, a lot of times with red bumps. There's a lot of psoriasis. Again, Like you're starting to see these common things, rash, itchy, red. It's just going to show itself at different places. So with psoriasis, it can show up around your scalp, around your elbows and your knees. And then we also have seborrheic dermatitis. This is really common. And this is dry, scaly red patches or it's like dandruff on the scalp it can come even on the sides of the nose or the face i've seen it in eyebrows you can even get it in your ears and your eyelids if you've noticed like as you're listening to this common similarities is red itchy scaly inflammation and honestly sarah it doesn't matter what label we give it it's almost always the same root cause and that is stress and gut health. It all comes down to that. And it's just the way that it manifests itself in that person's body. Because you could have dysbiosis and be really stressed and have fantastic skin, but you've got arthritis, or you've got high blood pressure, or you've got something else going on in the body. It's the same root cause. And that's why our approach is go down to the gut. What are you eating? Is it ultra processed foods? Are you getting enough water? Are you getting enough magnesium? And I would just respectfully take that view of no matter what label the dermatologist gives you, take away the labels, go down to the root, it's going to be almost the same for every single person. It just manifests itself differently in each person if you are predispositioned for that, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, that was super helpful. I love how you kind of brought it all back to the same place, the red, the scaly, the inflammation, all of that. My perioral dermatitis was exactly where you said around my nose, it was really scaly, itchy, rash, and then my chin I also had like cracks in the corners of my mouth, the whole nine yards. So one thing, though, that you had said was just that people need to test. So is there a certain test that you like people to do when they come in with any sort of acne problem or do these different conditions have different tests?
1: So what we have just started doing in the clinic as of January of this year And it has changed everything. It's so amazing. It's called an epigenetic hair analysis test. Hair analysis has been around for a really long time. They use it in investigations because it's so accurate. You know, it has your DNA in it. And so what we do, how our scanner is a little bit different is the client will come in or what's really nice is You could actually order a hair kit and it's mailed to you and you can do the same thing. But what we do is I pull about four to five hairs from the back of the head. I pull it out. All I need is the bulb, the hair bulb, and I place it in my scanner. And after I would say maybe 15, 20 minutes, it gives me a report of what is going on in that person's life as of about 90 days. So how this is different from a blood test, because I know someone's going to (laughs) ask, how is it different from a blood test or a saliva test? There's a lot of tests out there. With a saliva test or a blood test or even a stool test that everyone has access to, those tests are like a snapshot of what's going on in their body at that moment. What's really neat about the epigenetics hair test is it gives us a broader picture of the last 90 days. So I've got 90 days that I'm looking at. And what we can see is if a client is deficient in minerals, amino acids, fatty acids, parasites, pathogens, how well their immune system is doing, it will even show Synthetic chemicals that are in their body, like their top 10 synthetic chemicals, which is really, really interesting. And then also shows inflammatory foods in their body. And it's just been so helpful for my clients because we don't have to guess. I don't have to guess what vitamins are going to help you, what vitamins are going to help your skin, because I can see the deficiency and it will tell me. And it's Amazing. And it's almost like, you know, how you can take a tree and you can cut the tree at the base. And if you tip the tree over, you can look at it and you can see all the rings around the tree. Like you can see drought, you can see disease, or when there was water, you know, you can see all these rings in the tree. Your hair is really similar. It will show deficiencies. It just gives us a good map of. Where to go next? And something that nobody, or I would say very few people, talk about when we're clearing skin is liver detoxification. Oh, that's so key. That's so important when you're trying to clear skin. How well is your liver performing? Is your liver getting enough antioxidants and vitamins to actually do its job? Another thing that I see clients really low in, or excuse me, not low. That having trouble with is parasites. Oh, that will wreck your skin. (laughs) And even an overabundance of bacteria like candida. If somebody has got an overgrowth of bacteria and they are prone to acne, you better believe they're going to be paying attention. And these type of things we can see on the hair scan, which is why I say test, 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 test. Don't guess. A lot of times if a client can't afford it to do the hair analysis, then I will ask a really detailed consult and I will see some patterns and go, okay, I think that we need to do a good intestinal cleanse or a detox, something that's going to help stimulate that liver to start cleaning better. But those uh, parasites and that they're very, very sneaky, causes a
0: lot of skin issues. So can the epigenetic hair scanning tell things like you have a bacterial overgrowth or that you might have some indications for something more severe like a form of IBD, Crohn's or colitis? Or is it more parasites, nutritional deficiencies, and that sort of very broad overview? It will show if there is bacterial overgrowth.
1: As far as colitis or Celiac or anything like that, that's where myself, as an integrative health practitioner, that's where I have to start reading between the lines. And even if somebody has celiac or IBS or any other gut issue, if that, like if I'm sitting in with a client during an acne consult and they've also got these underlying situations, we will usually put them on a detox. But as far as like saying, oh, you have celiacs, it's not going to do that. Only your regular doctor can diagnose, but it gives me the indicators and it will show the deficiencies. But like I said, a lot of times I have to read in between the lines. Oh, there is an overgrowth of bacteria. That's why you are probably experiencing a lot of gas and a lot of stomach discomfort. And what's really interesting, Sarah, is nobody comes in with just acne. You start really talking to somebody, really spending some time with someone in a deep consult. What do you know? Stomach problems. They can't poop. They can't sleep. There's all these undercurrents that's really fascinated. It's never just a skin condition there's always more. There's always more to it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It never lives in a silo just having a skin problem, even though it's not just because it's very painful and very embarrassing for a lot of people, including my former self. So yes, it's never in a silo one condition. They always one, then the next, then the next, especially when you don't address the underlying issue, then it just continues to compound. I have a question about acne placement. Is there a difference between or how you might know something is going on in a certain part of the body based on where the acne is present? Like, for instance, if someone has a lot of facial acne versus chest acne or even a lot of cystic back acne, is there any way for someone to pinpoint and drill down a little bit more and what could be going on based on where it's located? I love that question.
1: In fact, I have a big poster in my treatment room. Huge poster of a face and it's called face mapping. I use it as a nice visual like according to I know there's a lot of ancient Chinese medicine that centered around face mapping. I know there's been a lot to that. The thing that frustrated me with, you know, okay, so I've got acne that's following my jawline? Is that my lower intestines? Like According to my face map on my wall, it says that if there is acne on my jawline, it is lower intestines. If it's around my eyes, it's liver. And I'll be really honest, I've always felt frustrated with those. And I even asked an instructor, I said, okay, I know you use this a lot in your practice. So if somebody has acne along their jawline, then what do you do? Well, we just have them avoid dairy and eggs. And I said, well, if you have acne on the forehead or on the chest or the back, what does that mean? What do you do next? And I was never happy with the answers. Whenever I see face mapping or people talking about face mapping, honestly, I don't care where it's at. (laughs) I don't care where it shows up. I'm going to go get it. I'm going to get it. It's just a lot of times there could be a correlation. It just didn't make sense to me. And I'm happy to do more research if someone can point me that way. But honestly, Sarah, I don't care where it is on the body. I know the root is the same. And if I can just find the root, feel and replenish those deficiencies, get my clients to eat nutritious food drink enough filtered water, reduce
0: their stress. I know I can get it no matter where it is. I've often thought of that too. Whenever I see the face mapping maps, I'm always like, huh, I wonder if that's real. Or I mean, I'm sure there it is to a degree, but again, it does come back to the way that you would clear that. It might just look the same. So Lori, let's say Acne is obviously your specialty. And so someone comes to you for help. Where do you start? What are some of the first things that you would do?
1: So, what we do is I have a client comes in, we sit in the treatment room, basically face to face, and I start asking them plenty about skincare habits. What do they use for their skincare? What are they not using? And I'll just make sure that. They feel comfortable with using a skincare routine. We get a lot of boys, a lot of males that come in. They like a simple skincare routine. Women, they're usually okay with more than three. So I find out what their skincare routine has been like. I find out if they've been on Accutane, I just start probing around. And then once I feel satisfied with asking about their skincare routine, what they've tried, what's worked in the past, what hasn't worked, Then I start digging into their lifestyle. And one of the first questions that I'll ask is, how much water do you drink? (laughs) And I'll get some people that have maybe six to eight ounces of water. So I take uh, thorough notes. I keep records on everyone that comes through. I'm asking, how much water do you drink? Are you eating three consistent meals a day? That way I know that their blood sugar and their insulin and their hormones are somewhat stable if they're eating. And then I ask if they poop more than once or twice a day. A lot of clients are not doing that. And then I will ask what their normal food looks like during the day. Processed food, another hot topic is sugar consumption. Sugar is very inflammatory in the body, especially if you suffer with acne or skin conditions. It's very inflammatory. Then what we'll do is after going through all of these questions, if the low hanging fruit. And what's really simple and really kickstarts my clients is getting them on a really good skincare routine that gives them enough oomph. They also start to see some pretty quick results. And I feel like that's really important is a lot of times, Sarah, their skincare routine really is the easiest part of the process. It's the lifestyle changes that can take the longest and can be challenging for a client. Not saying that they can't do it, it can be challenging. And for many, they feel a little overwhelmed because not only did I give them this nice skincare routine, now they've got to start changing what they eat. So, my approach and how I help clients is getting them on first a really good skincare routine. And then I'll say before they leave, all right, what's one or two easy, low hanging fruit lifestyle changes can we make and write down before you leave my office. And a lot of times it's, I'm going to increase my water. I'm going to drink more water and I am going to eat more vegetables at dinner every day. And that's where we start. We start with what is the easiest thing that my client can do so that they feel successful. And then what we do is we just layer and layer and we build on top of those good lifestyle changes because the skincare is the easiest part. I love the skincare part. They start to see results. And a lot of times people can just clear it with a really good skincare routine and a few changes in their diet. But for many, ooh, we've got a lot of internal work, especially if that acne is being really stubborn and not going away. So everyone is so different, but it's what can we do that's the simplest for this client? Because if a client is stressed, that is not good. That's not helping. So I really try to work with a client where they're at and what they can handle. And then they report back to me. If you're here in my clinic, they will come in every two weeks for a couple months until we can get things under control and that they're happy with their skin. It allows us to check in with each other. It also allows a client to be accountable because they know they're going to meet with me in a couple of weeks. That's Accountability is a huge part of the process, but mainly I'm just here to be their biggest cheerleader and to say, you can do this. I'm here to help. And there's always something that we can do. Always something.
0: Yeah, and I love that you talk about the quick win with the skincare routine because it's kind of like, in the, if people go into their doctor, they have IBS or whatever, and their doctor gives them a supplement to get started, it's kind of like a mental thing. Okay, let's do this to see if I can get that quick win. Because if and when I get that quick win, I'm more likely, especially if I have someone working in conjunction with me, I'm more likely to take the next step, which could be focusing on the bigger piece to the puzzle, which could be, which usually is the stress and the lifestyle pieces. Absolutely. Okay, so let's talk just a little bit about food. Are there certain foods that you think are healing for both acne and gut problems and or that are not healing?
1: Well, let's start with foods that are not healing. (laughs) 90% of the food that people are buying at the grocery store is not healing and i want to stress this fact we'll just generalize it the more processed a food is the less nutritious it's going to be now there's really good protein bars and there's really really good bars out there especially from paleo valley you know i love them me too uh, <laughs> but anything processed i just tell them don't buy don't bring it home it just lacks the nutrition and when you have acne or skin conditions you need a lot of nutrients. And I find that even when clients are eating nutritious food, that at times we still need to supplement because it's just not enough. We just want to flood the body with good nutrients. Some of my favorite foods for clients is so simple. It's apples. Apples are so good. They're full of malic acid. They are great for liver health and detoxification. They're full of pre and probiotics. If I could get a client just eating more apples a day, another favorite food of mine that I love to get clients on is a green smoothie. It's really, really good for digestion. And I have them drink this every morning and I have them mix coconut water with the pulp. Love that as their base. And then I have them add an omega-3 blend. It has chia seeds flaxseed, I believe there's hemp seed in that too for a lot of omegas because that's so important for healthy skin is good oils in the skin. So I have them add like a tablespoon or two of that omega blend and then frozen spinach or fresh spinach, frozen berries, raspberries, blueberries, high in antioxidants. And then I have them add a scoop of healthy, Protein powder. There's a lot of great protein powders out there. You have to check the ingredients. You can't just assume that if it says organic, you've really got to check the ingredients. So I have them blend all of that up together in the morning and it's easy on digestion, super healing. They're getting all those antioxidants, all the great things that's in spinach. And we've had a lot of success with just starting them on that but I just say simple, simple, go through your pantry, get rid of the stuff that is not serving you. I think any change that a client makes for good is, is going to really, really help them, especially in the morning, get it all in, in the morning, <laughs> make that power smoothie with all the good things. And you're off to a good day. It helps with blood sugar do you have any herbs or spices that you like for acne? I can't think of any off the top of my head. I know that's not helpful for your listeners, so I don't have an answer.
0: Okay, no worries. I just thought maybe if there were some that you liked to use when you cook. You know,
1: oregano is really good. Oregano, really, when they're cooking, just use any spice that's in their cupboard instead of artificial flavorings, just lots of spices. Olive oil, avocado oil, anything for their food, that's going to be really good. I think any herb and spices.
0: All right. So, this has been super interesting. I think that it's one of those things where I am finding more and more people in this community all of a sudden have these skin issues that are popping up and they're always on top of a gut issue or vice versa. I was really glad to have you on the show and for you to break down some of it and to talk about, I most enjoyed where you start and kind of what that process looks like. So Lori, tell us a little bit more about how we can find you and your practice and connect with you. Awesome. So they can find me on
1: Instagram. That's where we're most active. You'll find us at LW Skincare. it stands for my name, Lori Ward so LW skincare on Instagram they can also email me at info at lwskincare.com. and we also have a website under the same name LW skincare and they'll see a lot of products that we use they can purchase great protein powders they can see some of the supplements that we carry some of the detoxes and the candida bacterial overgrowth programs that we do there and if they have any questions, They can email or they can even DM me, which I love. I love it when people reach out.
0: Yeah, I do too. So at the end of my interviews, I always ask my guests for their three convictions around gut health and gut healing. For reference, mine are heal your gut, heal your life. Everything is beautiful in its time and no one will ever advocate for your health in the ways you can show up and glow up for you. So Lori, what are your convictions? And first of all, Sarah, I love
1: those. I love your convictions. You know, I was thinking about that. And I think the biggest one for me, I'm a huge advocate for this. And it's very similar to yours. You must start taking care of yourself now. Don't wait around for somebody else to tell you that you're unhealthy or to tell you that you need to, that you need to start now. And self-care is everything. No one else can do it for you. The other one is little things add up to be big things. Don't feel overwhelmed at changes that you might need to make. Just start with one little thing because one thing adds up to another. It's like a hinge in the door. I always visualize this. There's a hinge in your door and at the closest part of the hinge, there's just a little bit of movement. But where you look at where it's swinging the door on the outside, that's a huge movement. and so. Just little things add up to be big things. And the other one is to celebrate the small wins. I feel like if you could just pat yourself on the back for drinking enough water or going for a walk or doing meditation, those are huge because when you celebrate your small wins, that really starts to build your confidence in yourself. And I don't think that we do that enough. We think that it's got to be something big and huge, but actually... It's just learning to celebrate the small things in life because that's what adds up to be big. And that's what helps to build our confidence up.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting, all three of those things that you said, they're all very similar. And I don't know, it was probably like three, four years ago, I wrote a post on my website. I think it's called Small Things or something like that. And it was about skincare. And it was this idea that, so along my journey in these past four years since I've been fully healed, the outstanding thing that I have just continued to work on are all the things in my lifestyle pillar. And one of them are, you know, a lot of the personal care products, the things that we use on our skin, the laundry detergents, you know, tampons, everything, every last thing in our lives. And a lot of times when I talk about this idea, people are like, okay, if I switch my facial cream, that is not going to heal me. And I'm like, yes, you're right about that, but it's the small things. And they always, always, always add up. If you're struggling to heal, you cannot diet harder and you cannot take seven more supplements. You have to look at your life as a whole and realize and recognize that even when you talk about stress, it's not just, oh my gosh, I didn't make this work deadline your body feels stress if you're constantly putting chemicals all over it or in it or whatever. I love your three things because they really, really, really are in alignment with everything that I said in that post. So thank you so much. You're so welcome. And I
1: agree with you 100%. I think it's a natural tendency for the human mind to run a little too fast than what your body can actually do. And it's just being okay with one little change at a time because it does add up. So I'm glad that
0: that resonates. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Lori, to you out there. Thank you for joining us. I will see you again next time.